Godfather Part 2, Scream 2, Aliens, Mad Max, and The Best Man Holiday. It's not often when the sequel is even better than the original. It's a compliment to the original that it was so successful that producers got greedy and decided to try and do it again. The question is whether it's enough to be satisfied, like naming your children the second or the third, or Pete, and repeat. Previously, we put together a show featuring new and upcoming musical artists entitled Music is the Answer. It is one of the most popular interludes episodes. You should check it out after you've heard this sequel. Nor is it a spinoff like the Jeffersons was to All in the Family, or the Parkers was to Is it better to be the original Pete or a repeat or on a loop? Yeah, yeah Pete and repeat are on a bridge, okay. right? Pete jumps off, who's left? Repeat? Pete and repeat are on a bridge. <laughs> Pete jumps off, who's left? I don't know, Joe. You kept saying repeat, so you repeat oh. it. That's the joke. Meet international recording artist Kubo Sensei and Brooklyn's very own Lisa Millen. This week, music is the answer. I'm Valerie Johnson, and this is Interludes. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production. We would like to thank our local title sponsor, A1 Pestmasters, for supporting interludes. This episode brought to you by Montevilla Coffee and Tea. And now, all the way live from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Valerie Johnson. All right, y'all. First up, let's meet Kubo Sensei. Konnichiwa, Kubo Sensei ni Imasho. Hi, my name is Valerie Johnson, and welcome to Interludes. I have an international music musician, and he's got new music out. I want to introduce you guys to Kubo Sensei. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. All right. I have a quick question. Where did you come up with your name? Uh, I used to live in Japan. Ah. And my wife is Japanese, so I just took her hometown for my production company and her last name for my stage name. Oh, wow. And where where are you originally from? I'm from Chicago. Oh, well, then there She's from Osaka, Japan. Ah, okay. So you're bringing an international flavor to yes to, to music. Um, when people say house music to you, what comes to mind? Oh man, being a Chicagoan, house music is, I guess, life. Really, um, yeah. I come from the time when house music was all they played on the radio. We would be up late at night, uh, just taping cassette taping. Uh, the Hot Mix 5, WGCI, KKC, all of those different aspects. So house music is just in the blood from a Chicagoan, I guess you could say. 
Did you have a favorite um, DJ that came out of Pop Mix 5 or when you were listening back then? Uh, Farley. Yeah, Farley. Yeah. Farley. <laughs> My favorites, too. <laughs> All right. And if people were listening to your music, how would you describe your sound? If there was a uh, way to describe it, yeah. Eclectic, um, okay. ever-growing, ever-changing. I, I really haven't found my sound yet, I guess you could say. I'm, I'm still working on that. Um, okay. I do all kinds of different genres, so it's not just house music. So mm -hmm. I'm still kind of coming into my own as to uh, how my style is, my sound is. I, do, I can say that I use a lot of harmonic minor. Okay. to create my melodies so mm -hmm. if anybody's interested in, in that type of music theory i uh, i do use harmonic minor mostly to create my melodies and what and what is harmonic harmonic minor that's a very good um call out for that uh wow how could i describe that as a non-musician um <laughs> harmonic minor is just uh i guess a scale or a mode to make sure that everything is stays in key. So okay. it's just my way of making sure that I don't get out of key while I'm making a particular song or something. Ah, yeah. See, someone's trying to blow you up right now. Yep. <laughs> so that's how that works. Um, who or what inspires you as a music artist? Because you've now come into this um, in, into this music space. So is there anyone that inspires you or any particular artist? Uh, yes, my favorite producers would be, uh, I guess the goat of them all, Dr. Dre, of course. Um, okay. I also, I'm a big Mob Deep fan, so Havoc from Mob Deep, Alchemist. Um, uh, who else? I guess Organized Noise uh, from Outkast, and then for house music, Mm -hmm. DJ Kashmir, uh, all the old school classic house music uh, producers and DJs, um, Frankie Knuckles, Ron Hardy, to uh, Marshall Jefferson, to uh, like I say, all of the old classic heads. So very disco producers, uh, old Philadelphia soul producers. So it's unlimited as far as who would be a inspiration prince michael jackson yeah yeah um and besides yourself what five songs would you put on your playlist because you've mentioned a, a full gamut of folks that you love if you five have a songs. playlist yeah five songs Ooh, uh nothing but a g thing dr dre okay shook ones from mob deep uh Aquemini from Outkast, uh, Kill You from Eminem, um, and let's see, for number five, uh, The Formula by BLC and Dr. Dre. Okay, yeah, so sounds like you, you are a huge Dr. Dre friend. I know um, when the Chronic album came out, I was in college, and that was being played like all over the dorm and it wasn't Everywhere. people that looked like me that yes. was playing that album they were like we love this yes <laughs> you said that you're getting started and you're kind of right now 
going and discovering your sound, but where do you see yourself in, over, in your music over the next five years? Uh, um, however God wants to use me. I, uh, mm -hmm. I really have had no plan because I didn't realize how, what type of possibilities this, this career had for me. Okay. So I'm still in the process of finding out exactly what I can do, where I can go. Um, I do have a promotion team that's that's helping me on, on my way. So shout out to Yes Sir Promotions. Um, right. We'll be putting out a video soon. They have a video channel on Roku. So be looking out for that for Yes Sir Promotions. All of our, all of the people on that team will be on that on that video outlet as well as other platforms. Um, it's, it's, it's really much bigger than, than I ever thought that I would ever have a chance to be. So I, I can truly say I'm blessed and have been blessed by this opportunity. Wow, wonderful. Now, you have a current single out, I believe, called Ride With Me. What's the message of that song? Uh, that song is the beginning or the the intro into my thought processes, the, the, the music that the Lord has blessed me to, to create. So ride with me is basically just here's the first step. Come on into my come on into my mindset. See see what I have planned. See where I plan on going. And ride with me as we take this journey to to see where this all ends up. So that's pretty much what ride me ride with me was for. Uh, that's what the lyrics and the song uh, stated. And then just a little bit about just having fun in a club. So as I was as I was writing the the lyrics. I was thinking about what would I say, what would I want to say to the crowd to get them to dance to my song. And so I just kind of put together a little chorus, little chorusy thing to, 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 to get that mood set to, to, to tell my message. Yeah. And when I was listening to it earlier, it kind of put me in the mode of, I don't know, listening to uh, house music and kind of the terminology, I don't know if you've heard of deep house and there's house of course, yes. and just kind of that, you know, the music kind of goes from one genre to the next. Cause it, it, I love, um, I, people always talked about disco and they always put it down, but now DJs are saying, no, that's considered deep house. I feel like that's the foundation of growing up in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Disco was our deep classic house. And uh, mm -hmm. from Cheryl Ann to uh, just first choice, all these different, all these different house music songs. These are what we grew up on. So mm -hmm. in my mind, creating that house song, I was kind of thinking of that disco feel to get back to that classic house music feel with a little bit of that deep house, uh, jazzy type of instrumentation also, so. Wonderful. If anyone wanted to find your music, Ride With Me, the current single, and other things that you've been working on, where would they go? Uh, we're on all major streaming platforms, um, iTunes, Pandora, Spotify, anywhere that you can get, anywhere that you get your music, we should, that, that single should be there. Um, released through DistroKid, which puts it on all major streaming platforms. So shout out to all of you uh, new producers trying to figure out what, how to get your music released. DistroKid is great. So oh. there you go. All right. Kubo Sensei, thank you so much for joining me on today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Wow. I'm Valerie Johnson, and this is Interludes. Here's the latest single by Kubo Sensei called Ride With Me. Now you wanna 
Let's meet Lisa Millen. Renkentron's Lisa Millen. This is Valerie Johnson, and welcome to Interludes. I'm very happy to bring a little Brooklyn to you. A young lady who has very talented vocalist who's been singing and writing music for well over two decades. Um, a talented wife and mother. Please welcome Lisa Millen. How you doing on today? Hey, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Oh my gosh. I we're friends on Facebook and you just told me which I didn't know that you are now expecting. Mhm. This is a yeah. this is a great Six thing. months on. Yeah. <laughs> didn't find out till I was like 4 months, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh my god, that's yeah. that's exciting. Um I know because I've sung with you, that you have a very wide range of of singing styles. Like you, you have a unique voice. But who influenced you when growing up? When you were listening to the radio or listening to whomever? And did you and did you grow up here or overseas? I grew up. I grew up here. My parents are from Haiti. Um, see, that's an interesting question because one. First of all, I, I, my style, honestly, I'll be honest with you, I am a blues and jazz singer. Everything else is, I don't want to say pretend, but everything else is me trying to sing in those styles. You know what I mean? Like, it may sound like it's it's like easy, but I, I can't, like, R&B, I consider hard because okay. of certain skills. You know what I mean? Like riffing right. and things like that. I'm not good at riffing, believe it or not. I just fake it. Um, fake well. 
thank you very much um pop is fine i guess but yeah like my voice naturally jazz and blues has always been easy for me mm-hmm. um and growing up i ran away from that because uh, i wanted to be mariah carey um <laughs> i mean i had a, a i had a million different influences okay. including natalie cole my father um strictly played jazz and classical he didn't play anything else um so when i went you know I had insomnia. My father had insomnia. So when my father got home from work, he would go to his den and start playing music. I heard it. I would go downstairs and listen and he would give me an education, you know, talk to me about Ella Fitzgerald, um, Billie Holiday. I mean, all the, you know, all the jazz greats. He would just tell me stories. Um, So I I feel like I have a, a lot of different influences. But I, growing up in like the 90s, I wanted to be, I thought Mariah Carey was going to come to my house and tell me she was my real mother. So they, <laughs> you know, there you go. Um, I, I just, everything I, when I sang, I tried to sound like Mariah Carey. I memorized all her songs. I memorized her style. And I'll say that was a disservice, but we could talk about that more, but. That was a disservice to me. And I always tell people now, like, don't ever do that because you're never going to find out, you know, at some point when you're tired of doing that and emulating your favorite singer, you're going to have to deal with what your actual voice sounds like. You know what I mean? Um, So, yeah. So I just couldn't accept that my voice, like jazz came easy to me. I got accepted to a few, um, I got accepted to uh, Manhattan School of Music in the jazz program, um, oh. Manus Jazz in the jazz program, um, and the new school. They were all jazz programs I got accepted to. But, but you know, I was still on the, you know, Mariah Carey train at that, that time. So there you go. When, when did you find your voice? When did you get off of the Carey train and said, you know what, this is my voice and I'm happy with it? In, I'll say when I turned like 21, Okay. when I turned 21 and I started to like write, nah, I was writing from before that, but when I started to record and work with a um, producer, I wouldn't say mm-hmm. I accepted my voice at that point. I, I was coming to terms with it because at this point I was, you know, writing and recording my own songs, Great. you know, so whatever came out with with that whole thing was what what I was going to sound like and the way I sang and the you know just the 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 little nuances in my voice that sounded nothing like me growing up trying to sound like Mariah or you know so yeah that's when I started to accept or come to terms with you know the way my voice sounded and when you were writing and I, I, you recorded some things too. How was it received from either fans or people that you know? Oh, I want to hear Lisa. Let me go see her. Let me go see her perform. How did how did those things come about? People always people always loved it, which was mm-hmm. I think which was always <laughs> which was always hard for me because I was like, okay, yeah, whatever, because I was still coming to terms with the way my voice sounded. I think um, for, for me, I'm, I'm just one of those people that if it's like if I, if you, you try a new hairstyle and everybody loves it, but you hate it, 
I'm not, I'm just, okay, well, I'm not going to keep this because I can't stand it. You know what I mean? So it was, it was one of those types of things. Like everybody loved my voice. People love, you know, and even when I did the project, there was a project I was on called The Jump Off. And I wrote, you know, you know, two songs for that project, which I love those songs, but it was, it was, you know, it was still those, it was still, that was me really accepting where my voice was and certain things that I could do and certain things that I couldn't do. Or certain things that I guess I had to try and fake, you know? So, yeah. Right. And when, like, the, the journey of a singer is usually, well, I go, I, I go to clubs or I go here and there and I, you know, I want people to, this is how I market my, my talent or this is how I market myself. How did you get the word out about your music and your talent? Who supported you? I, um, my, I mean, people supported me. I don't think I had, I don't think I had dissenting voices. I mean, my parents are Haitian, so they were like, go be a lawyer, go be a, you know, go be a nurse. You know how that is. Every nurse you meet is either Haitian, Caribbean, you know, somewhere from the Caribbean or African. Or so African. my mom was like, Nigerian. so do you want to be a nurse? Yeah. Like, so it, it, for me, it was like, okay, they really want me to be a nurse, like all my aunts, but mm -hmm. I, I, you know, they saw I was dead set on music. So my father put me in piano lessons and, um, my mother would take me around to different performances, you know? Um, and when I got to college, I would, you know, perform with different people, open mics, a lot of open mics, mm -hmm. um, and you know, different, like from, I mean, from Growing up, my next door neighbor found that I could sing and she would have me sing for like every barbecue or birthday party. <laughs> I sang at her wedding like they they were very supportive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, people were supportive. I, I don't I didn't get I didn't get too many dissenting, you know, like you can't do this. I got you shouldn't do this. Because okay. it's a hard, you know, it's hard and you're not going to make any money or, and it's one in a million, you know, that's, that's mm -hmm. like the usual, but yeah, but people, for the most part, people were supportive. And I would consider you an independent artist because I don't think correct. you did, you've never signed with a major label or anything like that. Is that correct? I almost, I almost did. I, I, Tell um, me about so that. the same, <laughs> the same next door neighbors um had a friend who was with a label um he was with my gosh well, oh it was uh, henchman entertainment and they were on a, they were under a you know major label um and i started to work with that um with the he's like the producer slash manager so he started right. to manage me um and i started to record songs for him but I, I saw already the, where it was going oh, no. and I wasn't ready. I just wasn't, I, I think some people are ready for that. Like they are willing to maybe change their style for a bit and ride that out until it gets to what they really want to do. Pink did it. She was doing R&B for a, a while and then she kind of switched up and did what she really wanted to do. But I, I don't feel like everybody's not built that way for me I just I just couldn't and we had a lot of clashes you know because I was like this is not me I don't go to the clubs I don't I you know I'm I'm not there's a lot of things that he wanted me to sing about that I just couldn't relate to 
And I just right. felt like it wasn't authentic. You know, so eventually we parted ways. But I, I'm, I think I'm grateful for that experience because it shaped a lot of, I, I think it, sh it shaped my path. Um, and, it, and it helped me avoid some very detrimental, I, I think, mistakes. You know what I mean? Because you always, you always hear stories about the music industry and you always right. hear stories about what people had to do to get to where they, you know, and I just don't think that I was built for that. Okay. So, yeah. Right. And if you were to, if someone was younger just and they wanted to ask you what what would be the best advice you would give to an independent artist that's a singer that wants to you know have their own voice but and still make it in on in their own way because a lot of times like right now you don't necessarily need a record deal there's so many different mm -hmm. venues yeah. to get your music out so what advice would you give a young up-and-coming independent singer artist i think first find your own voice that's always what i would say like don't you know you may have people that you love you know like there are artists that we love but we know they sound exactly like this person you know um <laughs> you can pick out the artist who who who, who has who listened to donny hathaway and stevie wonder growing up like you can just right. pick them out because they sound you they sound like that um i would say find your own voice um, and figure out who you are. It influences are, are great. That's how the world turns. We're influenced by each other, but you still have to take all those influences and now put it together with what you bring to the table. You don't. We don't. We don't need a clone. We 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 have one Stevie. We have one Donnie. We have one. You know what I mean? One, one Mariah. Mariah. One. Right. Yeah. So, but we don't need clones. So what are you going to bring to the table? Um, that's one. And two, you have to decide your path. Do you want to go the way of the major label? If you, you know, there are perks to everything, you know, they'll do everything for you, but you, you're going to have to give up a big chunk of, um, I'm not going to say your soul because that sounds so dramatic, but you're going to have to give up a big chunk of your creative independence to go that route. Um, so either you want creative independence off the bat or you're fine with, um, you know, getting with the machine because you just want to, you just want to get to a certain place and then you can start, I guess, lobbying for creative independence, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, whatever you do, though, own your, own your masters. I think we've seen enough uh, stories, you know, we've heard Have enough we? stories. Mm-hmm. To know that that's like own your masters, have a good lawyer, read the contract, you know. Read the, so read the fine print. <laughs> read the fine, 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 fine print. The print under the print that's in an in invisible ink. You know that one. Read that because that's really where it gets you. But yeah, like I said, I think yeah, that's what I would tell um, somebody who's coming up now. And you have choices now. Is like a great time. I feel like. The thing is, though, you have to be willing to really, it's a constant thing, I noticed, you yeah. know, because um, getting back in, I had fallen out of love with music for a long time. Um, oh. I think I was just burnt out. Um, mm -hmm. And life happens, you have kids, you get married, blah, blah, blah. Um, so getting back in into it, I, you know, COVID happens. 
-hmm. and I was teaching myself how to produce because um, also something else was I was tired of going to other people for music right you know and okay so what's your schedule okay can you do it like this can you do that so I was teaching myself how to produce um instruments like <laughs> I'm learning guitar I'm learning bass like it's there's no joke in these streets um but it's because I want to I, I know what I want to say and it's just going to be hard to to get somebody else to 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 do that for you you know um right. so decide what path you want to go which everything is hard everything's going to involve works so no matter which path but just decide what path you want to take you had sent me a song, uh, I think it was um, Different Lifetimes, Different Lifetimes. In Every Lifetime. In Every Lifetime. In Every Lifetime. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what inspired that? Because I, I kind of felt like I was transfixed into another world when I was listening to it, and I'm like, I need to ask her about what inspired that mm -hmm. song and where did that, you know, those lyrics and things, where did they come from? That came from losing my father and it came from losing one of my really good friends um years ago it just took me a long time i think to accept that she was gone you know um and it, it, it really took me a long time like i didn't grieve for months <clears throat> um so i think it just hit me one day I, w I went back to you know watch you know how they make videos for funerals and stuff like that yeah um, and I'll say this was about six months later. I was watching that randomly one night and I was just bawling because it was, it was just, I think it was then that I was like, okay, she's really gone, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and last year during COVID, I just, people, people were just dropping left and right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and it just, it just came to me because I'm always thinking about my dad. I'm always thinking, you know, when his birthday comes around, when, you know, so uh, it, it just popped up, this came up. Um, and it also was inspired by um, Vanessa Bryant. After she lost Kobe, she had put that she would look for him in every lifetime. And I was like, that's just, that's just a song. That's just the song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's literally the chorus of my song. I'll look for you in every lifetime. Yeah. So I was just like, this is absolutely brilliant because I felt like after my dad died, that's what was, I, I saw him everywhere, which was just like, I was like, this is crazy because the day of the funeral, after we came back home, I remember I just needed air. So I went outside to the store and I was walking behind a man who had on the same thing that my father would wear. You know, um, mm. and he had a camera around his neck <laughs> and he was walking with his hands kind of behind his back strolling. And that's exactly the way my father would walk. You know what I mean? Right. And it was insane because my father loved taking pictures. So he always had his camera around his neck, mm -hmm. always had that little polo shirt and those, you know, real Haitian pants with no socks. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> But, you know, I mean, I mean, my father was socks. He was a little bit better than that. But it was just like so insane because I just came from this funeral and I swore I was seeing things. And I was like, this is insane. So it's like for a while after, you know, my father died, I just kept kind of seeing him in everyone, you know. 
mm-hmm. and it, it so it so it just came it just came together because it was that kind of inspiration um that brought that song together so yeah it was it was very comforting to me because uh as you know I lost my mom so right the um I think about her often and it's I I literally love to go to sleep and dream and I I ha- I'll have recent conversations with her in my dreams can't have them now but just they happen right you know full full-fledged in my dreams if people wanted to hear this song and other music that you've worked on where would they go um you can go to lisamillion.net Mm-hmm. And both of my projects are on that. The In Every Lifetime is not widely released because I'm okay. still kind of grappling with whether I wanted to release it. It was so personal and okay. I just wasn't sure. Um, maybe I'll get feedback, whatever. But I, I just feel like that that one was so, um, I don't know, is it because it was so personal. I just, I, it was one of those songs you make for you, but I still put right. it up on the site. It's on the site. You can go and listen to it. Um, but yeah, so LisaMillion.net. And spell that out because you spell your name Lisa differently than many other Lisas. So it's L-I-S-S-A million, M-I-L-L-I-E-N dot net. Wonderful. And I'm Lisa. not trying to be cute. Million is a Haitian name. So, you know, <laughs> there you go. Suck by say. My mother put an extra S in my name. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, so it's lisamillion.net. Wonderful. Lisa, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate thank it. We'll be looking me. for you. Definitely. I'm Valerie Johnson, and this is Interludes. Available now on SoundCloud and Apple Music. Here's Lisa Millen's single called Fame. time on interludes so i eat much more barbecue now than i did growing up 
Um, but yeah, you know, going to a restaurant to have barbecue, we did that maybe every once in a while, but it was not a regular thing. Unlike today, I mean, you've got people that regularly go out to eat barbecue now. And that just shows it's the increase in its popularity. Food historian and author Adrian E. Miller returns to talk about his new barbecue book, Black Smoke, on the next Interludes. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble, produced by Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson. Original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production. Brought to you by our national sponsor, Montevilla, the natural weight loss coffee and tea brewed with MTC oil and Ramon seeds. For more information, please send an email with the subject Montevilla to purelightnyc at gmail.com. Our local title sponsor, A1 Pestmasters, for all your exterminating and pest control needs, call A1 Pestmasters at area code 773-365-9962 or visit their website at a1pestmasters.com. When you book your appointment with A1 Pestmasters, tell them that you heard it first on the podcast called Interludes. Catch our Interludes Extra Clips and more on our brand new YouTube channel called Interludes. Interludes.